is coming up now on Established in the Faith. An empty pew cannot stand up and praise God. An empty pew cannot hear the word of the Lord. An empty pew cannot go out into the community and spread God's word. But this was a large church. There was a lot of members on the road. There was also a lot of empty pews, too. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, we're going to begin with the first verse. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I just want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching just a few minutes. Prophesy upon these bones. This vision that God gave to Ezekiel typifies both spiritual and national Israel. And my friend, it's not a pretty picture. What Ezekiel saw in this vision were the bones the remains of those who were once young, who were once vibrant, strong, mighty. But now death had taken its toll. And this vision that God gave to Ezekiel not only concerns Israel, but it can be said of anybody any church, any nation, group of people who chooses to go the way that Israel went. Israel, some 600 years after God gave this vision to Ezekiel, the Lord Jesus Christ would step on the scene. He healed everyone who ever came to him. He even raised the dead. He walked on water. 
miracles that stagger the mind. No man spake like this man. And in the beginning of Jesus' ministry, thousands of people followed him. But at a given point in time, Jesus began to talk about the cross. And when he began to talk about the cross, the Bible says that many turned away from him and walked no more with him. And Jesus turned to his disciples and said, will you also go away? The closer Jesus came to the cross, the less and less people were following him. Even his own disciples, when you read the story, there was only one disciple that stood at the foot of the cross. You think of that. The cross of Christ is an offense. When Jesus came on the scene, he was preaching, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was offering to Israel the millennial reign, the, the coming of the kingdom of God, the greatest time that Israel would have ever known. But Israel did not want a Messiah that was going to a cross. They wanted a Messiah that would put them in a place of supremacy in the world. Well, let me, let me tell you this. You cannot gain ascendancy in any fashion. Until sin has been addressed. Understand that. And Jesus' whole reason for coming into this world was to deal with the sin issue. And Israel rejected Jesus Christ. Delivered him before Pilate. And Pilate questioned him. And he said, I find no fault in this man. And they said, carry him away and let him be crucified and Pilate said why what evil has he done and they said let him be crucified and Pilate said I wash my hands of this and the people said let his blood be on us and upon our children no people on the face of the earth has suffered like Israel has suffered. In 70 A.D., the Roman soldiers came into Jerusalem and they began to crucify Jews to such an extent there was nowhere to put a cross. Many were carried away into the gladiatorial arenas to be torn apart by wild animals. Some were captured and carried out into the middle of the desert and left to starve to death. Others were sold into slavery and scattered all over the world. And Israel ceased to exist as a nation because they rejected their Messiah. But that's not what God had planned for them. God's plan for Israel was for them to accept Jesus Christ. And had Israel accepted Jesus Christ and said, This is our King. This is our Messiah. 
Rome would have come in and crucified Jesus anyway. He would have died for the sins of mankind, rose from the dead the third day, and the millennium could have started right then with Israel being the leading nation in the world. But because Israel rejected Jesus Christ, it has subjected this world to an additional 2,000 years of sin and pain and killing, stealing, and destroying. And God today is using His church. The church has been grafted into the olive tree, Paul said in Romans chapter 11. And you and I are to be carrying out the work of God in this world. And Paul warned the church in Romans chapter 11 verse 21. He said, for if God spared not the natural branches, speaking of Israel, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Israel wanted a Messiah that would bring them to a place of supremacy in the world, not a Messiah of the cross. And it led to their downfall. If the church goes the same way that Israel went, then we too will be cut off exactly as Israel was cut off. That is the warning that Paul is giving us here. Dana, if you will, go to Romans 10, verse 2. Paul said, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but according to knowledge, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For 40 years after Jesus was crucified, he used the apostles... He used the Apostle Paul to explain the meaning of the new covenant to the Jewish people. And thank God some people got saved. Some of of Israel got saved as a result of that. But still, Israel as a whole, they rejected Jesus Christ. And they were scattered all over the world, like I said in 70 A.D. That is the vision That Ezekiel saw. I wonder today how many churches are rejecting Jesus Christ and God's righteousness because it offends people. How many people are offended at Christ and the cross because. Number one, the idea that I'm so bad that God had to become a man and go to a cross and die for me. People are offended when you tell them that they're a sinner and they're on their way to hell. People get offended when you say that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. The cross of Christ, it is an offense. To people. 
And the church today has a zeal for God. But it's not according to righteousness. It's not according to God's prescribed order of salvation. Christ and Him crucified. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do the other. It's all about doing, doing, doing. Instead of believing. Ezekiel said in verse 1, Ezekiel 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me. I believe that every single person that's ever been conceived in this world, God has a reason and a purpose for that person. I believe today that the reason so many people are dying of cancer, could it be that the one that God chose to bring a cure for cancer, could it be that they were aborted in the mother's womb? And this great gift of healing for cancer today has been forever lost because the one that God chose to bring forth a cure for cancer has been aborted. Could it be? The same could be said for Alzheimer's, dementia, any other disease that plagues mankind. Could it be that the child was aborted in its mother's womb? And mankind suffers today because of the decisions that we've made. God has a reason and a purpose for everyone who is conceived in the womb. And we're messing with God's plan but there are those that God chooses for a special purpose and Ezekiel was one of them he said also there in verse 1 he he, he said the hand of the Lord was upon me and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. God called Ezekiel to be the pastor of the first dry bones church of Israel. Now, no preacher wants to be the pastor of a dead church. I mean, everybody was down. Nobody was on the mountaintop. And God's calling Ezekiel to pastor a dead church. And his mission is to get the bones up. To revive this church. Now, first thing Ezekiel did, if you'll look there in verse 2 of Ezekiel 37, he took an assessment of the situation. He said, The Spirit caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Here's the assessment of the dry bones church. Number one, I want you to notice, it was a very large church. There were many bones, very many in the open valley. They were laying all over the floor of the valley. 
but there won't nobody sitting in any pews. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. I hate empty pews. I said I hate empty pews because an empty pew cannot pray. An empty pew cannot stand up and testify. An empty pew cannot stand up and praise God. An empty pew cannot hear the word of the Lord. An empty pew cannot go out into the community and spread God's word. But this was a large church. There was a lot of members on the roll. But there was also a lot of empty pews too. I want you to notice something else. This was a very uninvolved church. A very uninvolved congregation. Nobody wanted to volunteer and clean the church. Nobody wanted to volunteer to cut the grass. Nobody wanted to volunteer and drive the bus. Nobody wanted to volunteer and support the CD ministry. Nobody wanted to volunteer and support the radio ministry. Nobody wanted to volunteer and teach Sunday school. Nobody wanted to, to, to help with community outreach. The list goes on and on. Nobody volunteered to put anything in the offering plate. This was a very uninvolved congregation. And this is the church that God called Ezekiel to. I thank God he ain't called me to a church like that. I thank God that when the light fixture goes out around here, there's somebody to put some bulbs in it and get it working. I thank God that the grass stays cut around here. I thank God we got somebody to drive the bus. I thank God we got CDs going out of here left and right. Thank God this is not an uninvolved church. Oh, y'all can be a little bit more involved, but you ain't in the shape that this church is in. Because nobody did anything. All right, let's look at this a little more. This church was not growing. The only way this church was growing was further apart. The bones were scattered. About, I mean, the, 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 the toe bone was not connected to the foot bone. And the foot bone was not connected to the ankle bone. And the ankle bone connected to the, to, to, to the leg bone and the knee bone and so on and the hip bone and so forth. This church was divided in every way you can imagine. They couldn't get along with anybody. And how many churches today are so divided, they just can't get along. This was a very divided congregation. Number four, this church was a very dry church. The Bible says that the bones were very dry. No one stood up to give a word of testimony. Nobody stood up and said, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Nobody stood up to sing a special. Let me tell you something. God does not like a dry church. This church had no vision. They had no idea what they were supposed to be doing. No vision. How many churches today have no vision? They're just existing. Ezekiel looked at this situation. 
And I imagine him standing there shaking his head, and God asked him, Can these bones live? Mm. There's a church not too far from here looking a pastor. They brought this man in and interviewed him. He guaranteed them that in less than five months he'd have every pew in that church full. I want you to notice when God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? He didn't say, well, Lord, if we come up with a five-year program, well, Lord, if we do this and we do that, and, and, and Ezekiel's got it all figured out in his mind, he, he, he doesn't say, you know what he said? He said, Lord, thou knowest. Good grace and mercy. Some of you out there, your church is looking for a pastor. If the man says he knows it all and he can fill your church up in five months, he's not the man for the job. But you need a pastor who says, only the Lord knows. And I'm going to follow his leading and guidance. And I'm going to do what he tells me to do. Ezekiel saying, Lord, you know. And Lord, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. Now, this is what the Lord said do. Ezekiel 37 verse 4. He said, prophesy, preach to these bones, say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, in the natural, what God told Ezekiel to do makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Because how in the round world can a bunch of bones laying there in the valley that ain't got no ears, how can they hear what? the Lord is saying it don't make any sense but Paul said Dana if you will put this up on the screen 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us who are saved it is the power of God Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. The story of the Bible is the story of the cross. Understand that. The first three chapters of Genesis deals with how God created this world, created man, and put him in the garden, and man fell. From Genesis chapter 4 on out to the book of Revelation, it tells the story of how God redeemed mankind, and it was through and by what Jesus did at Calvary. Preach the word of the Lord. Every message that is preached, every lesson that is taught, every song that is sung must have its foundation in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And if you do that, the Bible says, God said, verse 5, Ezekiel 37, verse 5, Behold, I will cause breath, to enter into you, and you shall live. He told Ezekiel to preach. And Ezekiel preached what God told him to preach. 
preach the word. And like I said, the story of the Bible is the story of the cross. And by the preaching of the cross, the power of God came. The moving of the Holy Spirit came upon those bones. And what happened? Verse 7, Ezekiel 37, verse 7. I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Oh, good grace and mercy, I've run out of time. But let me tell you, there ain't no noise in a cemetery. There's only noise when there's a bunch of people that are alive. There ain't nothing wrong with a little noise in church. Some of y'all need to wake up. He said there was a shaking going on. Brother James, why do you preach like you do? Because some people need to be shook a little bit. Some people need their hide nailed to the wall. I said some things last Sunday morning I didn't particularly want to say. It was homecoming Sunday, but the Lord said, You preach what I tell you to preach. It was so bad I had to eat in a back room over there in, in, in Sunday school, afraid somebody might shoot me. But thank God y'all came back this Sunday. Amen. <laughs> oh, me, I've run out of time. Can I finish this next Sunday? All right. Y'all tune in next Sunday morning. We'll finish the message. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 